Tyler. Ergo, accordingly, inexorably. Dennering. I'm Connery, me, 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 <laughs> Hanson. Is that uh, Agent Smith? That's Agent Smith. Okay. Sounds a little jokery. I think that's the second Agent Smith line I've done for this, too. <laughs> In a row? Yeah. Well, you didn't do, like, it's a virus, humanity. Oh, no, I didn't do humanity. What was my other option? Um, my other option was, Zion, hear me! <laughs> and mine was just muffled rave music. And the, my other was, huh, upgrades. <laughs> Uh, and this is the franchise, the podcast where friends get together to talk about upgrades, rave scenes, uh, be- true believers, red pillars, mm. uh, um, rogue AIs, rogue AIs, uh, login screens, <laughs> key makers, sunglasses. The two characters finally the apotheosis. The, is the apotheosis? Is that the right word? I, I don't think, think so. so. Of just like the ultimate two characters, me and Connery would be in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> the twin rapes? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the ultimate character we drive could ever goal. be. <laughs> Like if we're ever those characters in a movie, that's that's how we that's know the like win. I could that's the only way I can die happy. Yeah. <laughs> the only way. That's I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ever since I saw this movie. I'm only gonna die. It's like some people play certain songs at their funeral. I'm like, just play the just play the uh the freeway scene from the Matrix Reloaded. Maybe we can like put it to like <laughs> Beethoven's like like night symphony thing. <laughs> It'll just be a like a hologram at that point. Like projected on my grave, yeah, like, and then Jacob will come by and like tear up and be like, "This scene's so dope." <laughs> this scene's so dope. And then he'll walk away. Be like, "Oh, I wish he put a better memory there." <laughs> <laughs> Something about his friends, maybe, maybe but... his family, his, his wife and children. I don't know. He lived. He died how he loved. Uh, oh wait, he died, <laughs> he died how, how he loved. <laughs> Matrix Reloaded. <laughs> he died how he lived. Overly obsessed with movie franchises. Very specific scene <laughs> from movie franchise. Now, I, I, my thing would be not the freeway scene so much with them, but the scene where they just turn to a scary wraith and they're just like, ah. <laughs> That's the scene you would want when they're in like the uh, the garage. Yeah, the underground or, garage. Yeah, and they're just like ah. But it'd just yeah. be that like it'd be like a gift being like over and over him going like normal then ah. It's ah. basically like a ghost at the Haunted Mansion jumping up. Yeah, pretty much. On a spring. <laughs> oh, yeah, someone that just pops up. Yeah. I, I think that's what I want in my tombstone, my comedy tombstone. It's like a version of my dead, like an exact version of my dead corpse, like popping out from behind my grave. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and you hear like the pss before it like pops yeah. up. And the music cuts out. Grim the ghosts come out to it. So Disneyland's Haunted Mansion when there's no music but you hear all the springs. A very, very specific reference. It's like not even about the... Oh, ride. everyone's like, been stuck on Haunted Mansion <laughs> at one point. Everyone's been to Disneyland 800 times like we have. Hmm. Um, no, I firmly believe everyone's gone on Haunted Mansion. Has been stuck on it at one time at least. And pointed out, oh, that's that gunshot that was uh, that one guy put on the wall there. Oh, wow. Um, but uh, if you couldn't tell, we're covering The Matrix Reloaded. Mm-hmm. We're reloading, much like they reload The Matrix, mm-hmm. we're reloading the podcast a little yes, bit. Yes, we took a little break after our one hundy. Uh, yes, a completely unintentional break. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that was all Connery's fault. Yeah, it was. I just said, I, I need some time. Away need, from Tyler. Away from Tyler, I need to meditate a little bit, really contemplate what the past hundred episodes meant. And I finally realized, all right, I guess we can do more. You know, I kind of did feel like that. <laughs> um, it was a combination of me working out of town in the desert for like two weeks, like last week, 
was like just a really long like it was like six day week of work mm-hmm. it was like 85 hours of work it's horrible um so i didn't have much time to record but it was more so just like the mental exhaustion i yeah. guess and the emotional exhaustion of meeting a bunch of new people as well mm-hmm. it'd be like um, us recording but having like a zombie tyler on the episode nobody no wants absolutely that. it's yeah. like i feel like i've actually had some time to process like the last couple of weeks as well as the last hundredth episode, I realized, you, you know, like internally, Connery, like I've resisted wanting to do any kind of celebration. Yeah. I know you are very much like that. Mm-hmm. And just like, oh, I think part of it is that it's like, oh, like I don't want like a lot of praise or anything for whatever I do. But I'm like, oh, no, I think even more so than that, it's like I'll feel too comfortable and then oh. I won't want to do it anymore. <laughs> like, oh, cool. Like hundredth episode. Now I can just like do whatever Done. I want with the podcast. <laughs> I don't have to like do it every week or anything. Oh, wow. I can just okay. do whatever I want. Like whatever. Like I succeeded. So you need like, a constant nagging that you're not good enough. <laughs> yeah. I need like, I'm like penance in the DC. Is that DC? Uh, that's X-Men, I think. Oh, X-Men. Yeah. Not quite like penance, but I just yeah. need like something to keep prodding me along. It's the same okay. thing with like when I exercise or whatever. It's well, like get to 200 I... episodes. You didn't, yeah. th- this didn't mean no. anything. Get to 200 <laughs> oh episodes. <my> <laughs> That's not what I mean. But then also just like hearing all of our like all the recordings of our friends and stuff like that. I'm just like sitting in a corner in my like in my mind palace, being like, uh, this is too much. It was why so kind. Fr- though. It was why so do nice. my friends like me? I, and the, I, I'm going to cite that email again. Like, don't be too mean to us. So like, no one's going to be mean to us. What are you talking about? I don't know. Everyone was so nice. Kind, yes. Well, welcome back to the show, Tyler. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Yes. And uh, I do really want to keep to a schedule. So I'm going to try to like put these Matrix episodes out a little quicker than every week, just because we're like a week and a half behind. Yeah, we're, we're so behind. We need to get back to it. Just so we can cover more franchise movies. Yes, because we have a doozy if we can nail this. If we can do this double McTwisty and nail it. <laughs> no, that's, that's, you remember when Neo did the double McTwisty on his skateboard <laughs> yeah. flying through the air in this movie? So tight, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then Mr. This. Smith kept doing the ollie pound over and over and over again. <laughs> if this movie came out like five years before it, I could see it being there being a skateboard oh, involved. Yeah. There'd or be a skateboard Roller scene. skates. Have yeah. you seen the movie Hackers? No. They ride uh, roller skates all over New York. Oh, that seems A place where you seem like you would get hit right away. It seems like the most aggressive place to ride roller skates in <laughs> <Yeah>. to me. <laughs> really? There's one person I see in my neighborhood that rides roller skates at 6 a.m. when I take Niles out for a walk, and she's just, like, flying down the streets on roller skates. I'm like, okay, that's an interesting thing to do. Yeah, just Burbank, let off some steam. Burbank's a different story from uh Yeah, Man- it's not Manhattan. like a crowded New York street or even sidewalk. I, I find it, frankly, impossible being able to roller skate through that. Anyways, on the note of speaking about hackers, mm. what's new with you? What's <sighs> new? What's new with me? Well... I watched the show on Apple TV. I have, I have Apple TV now, Tyler. So I have no excuse for watching um, The Submariner. Uh, what's, what was the movie <laughs> we watched with Tom Hanks? I was tr- taking a sip while Connery said that. <laughs> and but I took it as take, a pregnant, angry pause. You could just take it as like complete shock. I was speechless. No. The fact that Connery got Apple TV. Yeah, I got it. Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus. Um, I, I don't remember. Iron. The Tom Cur- the Tom, Her- Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Submarine vehicle. Destro- yeah. Destroyer movie. Mm. World War II movie that he wrote. Yeah. I can't remember for the life of me, and I have a computer in front of me, but I refuse to look it up. I want it to come back to me naturally one Yeah, day. sure. 
And also, I want more people that listening to this to be like, it's this answer. It's this. You dumb people, it's this answer. <laughs> you dumb people. Good. But so I got Apple TV and I watched uh, this this movie called, not movie, this show called Schmigadoon. Oh, that sounds right up your alley. It, I, it's a musical, right? Yes, it's fantastic. I thought it was super duper fun. It's it's really fun if you know musicals because they do a lot mm-hmm. of like motifs of like different shows and stuff. But even if you don't, it's a blast and a half. And I think everybody should watch it because I found it just so hysterical. Um, Aaron Tveit's in it. Keegan's in it. The woman from I Think You Should Leave who does like, he's a magician, Charlie. You make twice as much as him. Is it the dark-haired girl who's like also driving the the car in the video? No, no, okay. not her. No, not not tables or uh, <laughs> yeah, tables or whatever. Yeah, or uh, <laughs> I, I'm not used to being rich. I drink too much wine. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the not, Santa, not Bar Rescue, but um, Shark Tank. Yeah, the Shark, the Shark Tank, Tank spoof. Yeah, it's really good. It's fantastic. But no, it's it's she's the one. I think she is. She's in the magician one where she is. I'll stay with you. But I'll, I won't respect you, and I'll make sure the kids don't either. I don't remember that one. <laughs> oh, it's so good! It's when he gets it's like an opener, I think, and he goes to like back to the machine. He's just drunk, and he's like, "You ruined my life." <laughs> so good. But anyway, so she's in it. She's fantastic. She actually has a really nice singing voice, and uh, she can't really dance that well. But you know, she makes up for it by singing. And it's good that both her and Keegan are very like ordinary people. And it's very like fantastic strange environments <laughs> but yeah i, I highly recommend cool. schmigadoon it's awesome nice i may watch an episode or something to see if i can get into it like it's i'm really sure good. It's they, good. D- they do like vignettes too of their like dating life too i'm like it's really good yeah uh and then there's also that uh, uh joseph gordon levitt show mr corman i think is on apple tv oh, i know jacob that? likes that show is and that the one becomes he's the uber man he's like a teacher oh i don't know but I was like, oh, that's a show I should check out, but I probably won't watch like the whole thing. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's not even about the shows. It's just like I'm so bad at TV. Yeah, I watched a few episodes of Servant too, and that was pretty scary. Yeah, I, <laughs> Lily likes that show a lot. Sorry, I was thinking of a show I actually did start recently. Well, I, I, I'm not going to speak for Lily and say she likes Servant. <laughs> she, she I think she would say it's a much more complicated relationship with that. Oh, I see. I will say I screamed in the opening episode. Yeah, I, something I, happened. I haven't seen it. I just know it's very strange, and I've walked into weird things going on in that show. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ron Weasley's also in yeah, it. Yeah, Ron Rupert Grant's in it. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's an interesting, interesting M Night Shyamalan movie. But uh, other than that, uh, anything else I want to talk about? It is currently Sunday. I'm probably playing Sifu, and I'm probably playing Dying Light Two right now. But other than that, it's yet to be said if I'm enjoying those or not. Tyler, what's new with you? Today's Thursday. But it's Sunday when I'm be doing <laughs> when this comes out. What if it comes out on a different day? Fuck. <laughs> no, no then. You need to do alts. You have to put in every single day of the week. I'm playing Sifu. I'm playing <laughs> <laughs> Horizon Forbidden West. Alright, and I'll pick up for February twenty-third. <laughs> I'm deeply looking forward to Elden Ring. It's all I can <laughs> it's think just, about. It's just the same what's new every single <laughs> yeah. week. I almost thought I almost want to be all famous to make Elden Ring. Elden Ring, Elden Ring, Elden Ring. <laughs> I've seen Jose and Grayson a couple times, and I'm like, I am too excited for that video game. Like, it's gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm gonna have to cut so much of my what's new out of this. But 
Like, I am stupid excited for that game. Like, I have not been this ex- excited about a video game since, like, Arkham City, which was years ago. <laughs> well, I hope it's not disappointing. Apparently, it's not. <laughs> Game Reform got 10 hours with it, and they're like, it's the fucking shit. It's, like, the best. And I was like, okay. I feel good. Hmm. Hmm, Tyler says. I don't know. I, I have faith. They've yet to make a game that, that's ever made disappointed me. So I'm like, let's do it to it, boys. Tyler, what's new with you, my friend? Um, remember when I said I was emotionally exhausted? Yes. Uh, I made the choice of watching like the only movie I really watched last week because mm-hmm. I didn't have much of like a time to do anything <laughs> besides <Social> sleep. <laughs> uh, I'm just like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put this on. It's on HBO Max. I've never seen it. Mm-hmm. I watched the Eddie Murphy film Norbit. Norbit. I know what that is. I feel like I've seen that before, but I've expunged it from my mind. I really, really hope you have, honestly. <laughs> how, how was Norbit? Um, it's really, really bad. Uh, I wanted it to be good, and there's parts where I was like, I was talking to my coworker who who likes Eddie Murphy movies a lot in general, mm-hmm. and he's just like, oh, it's just like so dumb. But so there's like some funny parts in it, but it's also I, I shouldn't even be talking about this movie. Honestly. I'll say, what's Norbit about? I I can't even give you like the pitch meeting for it. It's just like. <laughs> Norbit, Eddie Murphy plays Norbit. It's like a little Nikki scenario, or no, <laughs> Eddie. What he's like a he lives in hell. Yeah, I don't know. that's very specific. <laughs> Eddie Murphy's Norbit. Eddie Murphy's also Respucia, who Norbit is married to. It was just like a nutty professor scenario. Yeah, and it got nominated for an Oscar for best uh, makeup. Oh, okay. Because he's in like a like a big person Fat suit suited. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just mostly offensive. I should probably recommend something else. It's really bad. <laughs> it's all you're recommending staying away from Norbit. <laughs> yeah, Norbit's really bad. Um, it's incredibly racist to Asian people. Oh, fadufa. Uh, it's not good. Don't recommend it. Maybe. But uh, I watched that, and then I also <laughs> the night I came home. Is this another I don't recommend? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, it's up to you. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of in the on the fence for it. It okay. depends on what kind of mood you're in. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> I came home. I just put on <laughs> as a joke because we're on Disney Plus. I think we watched Book of Boba Fett, mm. Lily and I, like a couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And then it was just like it was. <laughs> I like to think it was underneath. Like we suggest this to you, but it wasn't. It was just somewhere else. You deeply looked for it. You were just scanning for Can it. Can you guess scanning. what the movie was? On Disney Plus, a movie as horrifying as Norbit in a lot of ways. Horrifying as Norbit. You got an early screener of the Santa Claus series. No, no, that would be, that'd be great. <laughs> what, what is it? I don't know. Uh, the Country Bears movie. Oh, I would have never, ever, <laughs> ever, ever guessed that. <laughs> but so many people have seen it. I don't even know what that is, man. Do you know the Country Bears? No. Like from Disneyland? No. You never went to Country Bear Jamboree? No. Wow. I went to the Golden Horseshoe. It's not really your crowd, I guess. No. Bears. Oh Animals. <laughs> Country folk. Jamborees. I'll believe- see me at the Golden Horseshoe. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't even heard of the Country Bears. I literally never even I don't even know what you're talking about. 
This sounds like a bit, but like I'm not, I it's not you. a bit. I literally oh don't know God. what you're I'm talking about. I'm gonna show about. you so many Country Bears videos after this. <laughs> is it like what uh, you know in the Goofy like movie, Five Nights at Freddy's kind of thing, or like animatronic scary bears or something? Yeah, it's like Five Nights at Freddy's. Not like <laughs> decades of history of the Country Bears. I've become like I'm becoming like a Country Bears defender right now. <laughs> Your hair's getting grayer and getting older. Gatekeeping the Country Bears. <laughs> Anyways, they're a country band made of bears, and the movie is about how they like all f- the band fell apart like the Beatles, and now they like want to reunite for like a, a fundraiser. Okay, Christopher Walken's a villain. Little, does a little cub try to reunite them? Yes, I, okay, played by uh, um, oh my god, what's his name? Michael Shannon. <laughs> I keep wanting Haley Joel Osment. I keep wanting to say Edward James almost. <laughs> <laughs> a man who's like 50 years older than Haley Jalazman. <laughs> um, yes, the bear is voiced by Haley Jalazman. Okay. The country bears are there, and uh, there's a bar that serves honey to bears. Of course. And uh, <laughs> Queen Latifah works at the bar, but she also Good. plays Queen Latifah in the movie. Is she also a bear? There's so many cameos. In- She's not. There's oh. so many cameos in it. Um uh, it was very horrifying, depressing, intriguing, exhilarating. Wait, whoa, there's a whole bevy of emotions there. <laughs> On Letterboxd, I gave it three out of five stars because it's like, this is, <laughs> there's some scenes that I'm just like, what? How did this ever happen? Like, there's a bear who's talking really slow okay. and he's like the biggest bear. Yeah. And like, you're trying to just contextualize this as if he's actually talking to someone, but it's all ADR after the fact, like voiceover. And it's just like, that's just a guy in a rubber suit. <laughs> Like trying, and this other guy's acting, looking at it, and someone with the string is moving his jaw up and down. Yeah, I mean the robotics are really good. Oh, it's robotics. Like okay. it's, it looks very like their eyes blink and everything in their mouth. Just like around. Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, or Willy's Wonderland. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I can't say it's a good movie, but it's something that like both me and Lily, while while watching it, were like, I can't believe neither like we haven't seen this before. Like both of us were like, this is so nasty. I really nasty. don't like it. Oh, also, Lily literally said, "This is more horrifying than Midsomar." Oh my god! Okay, it's truly terrifying. You know, I don't think that's very hard because I didn't find Midsomar scary. I, I felt like it tried to be gross more than scary at several points. Yeah, but then I also, after that, I went on, like, what if all the country bears were in that <laughs> building burning down in Midsommar? Oh! <laughs> Just all the country bears playing their music while it's burning. Ding, 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 You can't even sing me one country bear song. I don't even know. Do you know a country bear song? Uh, no. <laughs> there you go. I can't believe you can't sing one country bear song. You're such a country bears gatekeeper super fan. <laughs> Um, that's what's new with me. I did watch movies more related to The Matrix Reloaded. Oh, okay. Like a month ago, but then like they, we got delayed. And I just watched two garbage movies instead. So mm. Solid. that's what I got. Um or it's on HBO Max and the Country Bears is on Disney Plus. You'll love it. But you know the Country Bears, they have to get together, they have to reload their music into the tape deck just as the Matrix reloads itself into our minds. They reload their guns, and they also ask Neo to reload the Matrix. And they reload their hearts. Do they? Well, I, mean, I don't know. Trinity and Matrix. Ma- <laughs> I call them Matrix and Neo are together. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're together. Yeah. But I guess it's like, are they shooting love bullets into each other's hearts? Yeah. 
That's how love works in the Matrix. Um, what did you think of Matrix Reloaded? I loved it, Tyler. This is I liked it better than the first one. I am a big Matrix Reloaded stan now, or I will advocate for this movie. <laughs> I got to the scene where they're like, yes, these people are werewolves and these people are vampires. I'm like, Connery's going to fucking love this movie. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> more Merovingian, more... Just yeah. like weird characters. I thought the fighting was so cool. There's like the PS2 graphics fight scene with Mr. Smith that I thought was amazing. The burly brawl. Yeah, the burly brawl. It looks really good. And mm-hmm. then like there's some parts where you see the faces moving. Yeah. And it's just like, ooh. Like you see it in certain angles where it's like, but I still think it holds up pretty well. Yeah, and there's like so many things where I was just like, there's so many things where, like the choreography is so good. Like the fight choreograph- choreography is amazing. Yeah. And I was like, there's so many modern movies I can point out. Like, even like Shang-Chi, where I was like watching people like, oh, the fight core. So I'm like, it's shit compared to The Matrix Reloaded. Yeah, but I'll, I'll bring that back around for a later episode. Oh, okay. But I don't know. I think the fighting in Shang-Chi is good. Like, it's sure, good, but, but it's not just... like on par with that at all. Where well, it's like, there's... it's like good fight choreography and like, okay, fight choreography. Well, I mean, this is kind of like one, some of the best fight choreography like in anything. Yeah, which like, is great. It's there's not a lot of Hollywood action movies that look nearly as good as this. All the fighting and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Yuen Wu Ping did the uh, fight choreography, and he okay. did like a lot of like Hong Kong martial arts movies. Mm. And, and by this point, he was doing Hollywood films as well. Yeah, but they wanted to hire him because like they'd seen all these old older movies where it's just like all these movies. That fight and like that like my ballroom. It's it's like the the with well, like the two staircases yeah. and like the palace like this is just, it's so good the merovingian's mansion in, yes. the, in the mountains yeah uh, that was so like, good it's yeah it's a lot of fun because he's not mm-hmm. even nobody's using guns really yeah he stops just, all the guns and they're just a bunch of vampires and werewolves fighting yeah. neo with like a halberd and it's like swords great and yeah it's so bonkers it, it becomes more anime and more like video game like mm-hmm. in this in this movie yeah it just really leans into like the insanity of like what you can do in the matrix yeah and he he uh, can do basically anything. At yeah, this point. He, he's he's a god. <laughs> he can go so fast that he just like blows up a, a city. <laughs> yeah, right. This <laughs> when he leaves the major like I'm on my way. And she was like, <laughs> he just goes. So good. What'd um, you think? I mean, I liked. I I've always enjoyed this movie. I always thought it was like not nearly as good as The Matrix. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it really crystallized until watching it this time that, like, I feel like it's a load. Uh, no pun intended. <laughs> it's a loaded statement to say that it's, like, as good as The Matrix because mm-hmm. there's so many original ideas in that movie. And it yeah. just, like, looks amazing. It's, like, a quintessential, like, hero's journey. Mm-hmm. Much like the original Star Wars is a hero's journey and, like... The sequels are still like continuing that story, mm-hmm. but like it's so encapsulated in one movie. Yeah, to me, this is like one of those rare things. I thought the sequel did to me was better than the original, where I was like, this is so much fun. It just capitalizes on like the themes, like ideas of the first movie, and just like launches it forward. Yeah, it really dives into more all the lore and everything mm-hmm. like that. And like at the time when this movie came out, I remember people didn't like it nearly as much as the first one. Um, it's a classic case where like Reloaded made more money than Matrix. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't as highly reviewed. Yeah, uh, it wasn't like a disaster. Um, like it's like Matrix is revolutionary. And then they come out with this, and it's like okay, it's more Matrix. And then Matrix Revolutions comes out, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like, this one's kind of meh. Nah. So this is like there's like a slow decline. But like I feel like by the third movie, uh, people were kind of like out on the Matrix mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, except for like diehard fans. But yeah, I mean this movie does a lot of things that I guess I don't know why. 
people were disappointed by. I'm trying to contextualize when I saw it, but it's just, it's not exactly what we expected. And you're also like, Neo already has like a bunch of powers by yeah. now. So mm-hmm. he's kind of like unstoppable. And then they're, it's like a Superman story. It's like his friends are vulnerable and that's his vulnerability. Yeah. And like he, there are plenty of great fight scenes in this, I guess because like the story isn't nearly as like interesting at face value mm-hmm. in this movie. As yeah. the first one, the first one's so tight, and this mm-hmm. one kind of like the sto- the plot kind of is all over the place. Yeah, like the main concern is he sees a vision of Trinity dying. But I, I like, like the way the movie opens because it, you know, it's like a close, it, like a, a closed circuit or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it starts with her dying and it ends with her like dying, but then he. I, I just like it in the movies when you see the same scene twice, but then it changes the second time. Yeah, it's good. But um, this movie, yeah, I mean, especially well obviously go into a lot more detail when we cover matrix resurrections Mm -hmm. pretty soon but i this movie more than anything i think is just about keanu and trinity's like love for each other yeah big time more so than even like the matrix because i think Mm -hmm. all they do in that is kiss and i remember when we recorded that episode with geronimo you're even like you know i expect there to be like more sex in this and stuff like that at least like some kind of like just more physical intimacy or something but there's really not it's Mm -hmm. really just like a lot of shooting and and like outfits and stuff. Yeah, and this one they they they're all about the physical intimacy. <laughs> yeah, this one they like go the opposite way, where it's just like, okay, obviously like that whole cave rave is really goofy, but like I, I like it. It was pretty fun. <laughs> I, like I like that. Like I was like, this is the scene everyone's complaining about. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> the time everyone's like, Ugh, like, but it's just like it's just what the Chowskis are into. Yeah. Also, is like they're they're into like they're just, industrial. It's, it's music humanity and, like celebrating and like just going yeah. to town on each other. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, because it like starts off the, just them dancing, and then yeah, like, the everyone's like everyone just like starts fucking <laughs> each other, basically. Yeah, it's just like, but it's such it's so funny. When Morpheus you said comes that. like it's like a topless speech to everybody. Yeah. It's great. It's funny when you're like, oh, there's like no sex in this. It's like, oh, just wait till the next one. <laughs> like, oh, like, you think we're like neutered? Extremely erotic. Yeah, it's good. It's like I don't. <laughs> I still like this this movie. I guess the stuff I don't like as much is they delve more into Zion. Yeah, the Zion really stuff was boring. Zion that much. I mean, Revolutions does that even more so. Mm. But uh, I guess that's probably what's disappointing to people. But it's like, I mean, the Matrix clothes are so specifically dated in a way. Yeah. But then like the Zion clothes, I think just like doesn't that they don't. Well, they're they're really. plain and boring. Like this lady's like but it's like still, sack. Like, they're like stylized still, but it's just like. They don't look cool. No, they, the they're point. like, these are our survivor clothes. Like, yeah. it's, uh... But, I don't know. But Morpheus looks great. <laughs> it was like, like, he's walking around, like, and he's not even, like, buff. He has, like, a little bit of a belly, and he, like, gives that speech. I'm like, Morpheus, he looks, yeah. yeah, like, he looks cool as hell. Because, like, more than anything, he's, like, a zealot, and, like, he's more, like, he's not, like, I mean, he's still obviously, like, fit. Yeah. He's not as fit as, like, the first movie or whatever. No, but. But, like, he's. Part of the Matrix that he's like he's like Alfred Molina thick thick in that in this movie. <laughs> you think so? I think so. He's like a he is like a true like a true believer or whatever in the Matrix. So he has like even more powers I think than like other people do because yeah. he like knows how to maneuver all of that mm-hmm. as as he's like the second best fighter basically in the Resistance besides uh, Keanu yeah or besides Neo yeah he's like the Maybe best the captain because I guess Trinity is is really good too. but he's like the best captain of like the yeah of the leaders so he's like he's like the guy they go to and they're like the best agents are neo and trinity 
Yeah. How do you feel about um, Agent Smith coming back in this movie? I, I like him. I'm like, the more the better. I like that he's self-aware in The Matrix. I like he does like, he's like, oh, I, I just want to take this over now. This is about me now. I'm like self-aware. Is there anything that makes it feel like like Palpatine and Rise of Skywalker where it's just like, oh, like we couldn't come up with anything so I have to bring up like an old villain back again? I don't think so. Like I... I think he's he's been an ever present thing, and he does get beaten in the end of the first one. But I like that he does uh, come back in this, and that he's stronger. And his confrontation with Neo made him more than he was before. So I was like, I, I like that a little more with the Palpatine's Rise of Skywalker thing. He's not more of anything. He's and he doesn't really learn or grow at all. He has the same plan. I guess we're like before yeah. Smith was a servant of the servers and now he's like, no, I want to like rule the whole thing. A servant of the servers. That's a pretty great turn of phrase. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And he becomes like, and like such a perfect counterpart to Neo mm-hmm. too. And uh, we'll go into more detail as we get like through this episode. But yeah. I mean, I, as far as I know, it's like, yes, there's been um, like messiahs before basically, mm-hmm. but I don't think there's been, I could be wrong, but I don't think there's been like an Agent Smith analog before. No, in the Matrix. Yeah, and, like the architect doesn't really talk about that, and that's like, oh, that's like really interesting because in some ways he's, um, more compelling than Neo. Yeah, in some ways. I he's, would even say he like they're like he's the devil. I think he's more like the Judas almost, where like he feels like he his very intimate knowledge of Neo. Yeah, and they he almost feels like they're friends, but like rivals. <laughs> Yeah, because if it was the devil, he'd be, like, more overpowering, I feel like, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. He's, like, not pure evil. He's also trying to s- reach his own salvation. Yeah, he's, his he's own, not salvation through, like... His own enlightenment. Light, but, yeah, enlightenment and freedom more than anything. Mm-hmm. Because he wants to be free of this world. Mm-hmm. Like, he hates humanity, but he also, I don't think, wants to be with the machines. He wants his own yeah. intelligence mm-hmm. and his own... Independence. He wants to control the Matrix because mm-hmm. he has the power to do so. Yeah. Which is just super rad. I love that whole thing where he's like, nope, it's my turn now, and I'm going to self-replicate and become a virus in the machine. It's great. So good. What else? I have to look at my notes. It's been, it's been so yeah. long, like, meta-wise, since, like, I've seen this movie. <laughs> Let's see, Zion. I mean, there's the whole, like, when they get to Zion, there's just, there's just a lot more with Neo and Trinity. Yeah. Like they're in the elevator and they're like making out and then the door opens and mm. then Neo's like, oh shoot, I have to be a messiah again. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like giving like the gifts and like bowing and he's like, oh, he's like so not into it yeah. too. Like that's like, it's just an interesting contrast because it's like he just want he's like they just started dating or whatever basically, mm. but he also has to be like this holy figure in a lot of ways that he doesn't really believe in either. He mm. totally, like he doesn't know. Yeah. It's like the Da Vinci Code with Jesus and Mary Magdalene. <laughs> Exactly like the Da Vinci Code. <laughs> oh, there's that part. I, I have the stars of Zion. I, li- I did like that a lot. I like that aspect of Zion. The stars of Zion? Yeah, it's like kind of like crystally in the sky. Like it's like they're kind of underground. So like the lights that are oh. in the sky. Like it, lo- it lo- just looked really cool to me. I like it was like the stars of Zion. Like I like that a lot. So that's probably the one aspect of Zion I did enjoy. And like the fun rave sex parties that they have. Uh, let's see. Oh, someone tries to kill Neo at one point. That was interesting. Hmm? Somebody tries to kill Neo with like Agent Smith sneaking into the world or something. It doesn't like he oh, hijacks Bane? somebody's identity. Yeah, and somebody goes, "Oh God!" And then he just goes, "Smith will suffice." <laughs> and it's like, "Oh shit, that's dun, a good dun, line." Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, he takes the body of Bane, who is some random guy, guy who got who was in a ship that they like recovered. Mm-hmm. That's how the end of. That's how the end of. 
No, that's the end of Reloaded. That's the end of this one. I think. Yeah, that's yeah. the end of Reloaded. Yeah, at the very end of it. Yeah. But he doesn't try to kill him until Revolutions, I think. Uh, there's another assassin that tries to kill Neo. Oh. I don't remember this. Yeah, there's. I literally have another here that just says assassin. And I don't really know what that means. I think somebody tried to kill him at some point, but then didn't. See a meeting, uh, find the key maker. Oh, the key maker is the big deal in this one, right? Well, yeah, and he has to fight Seraph. Right. To like gain entry. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the, there's no way I can talk about this without not taking, not displaying credit or whatever. Mm-hmm. But as the great David Sims once said of Blank Check Pod, um, our <laughs> idols. Seraph is a login screen. <laughs> So oh. Neo has to like fight him to gain entry to the oh, keymaker. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, because everything has like an analogy to everything mm. in the computer world, the internet. You could say that's funny. I um, like that. That's and, good. And the keymaker key has access to everything. In yeah, the place and <laughs> he's a login you know. screen. That's funny. That's good. Do you like the keymaker? Do you like? I like the idea that you can just like open doors and then go wherever. Like that's kind of neat. I didn't know if he was a person or just something in the server. I think he is just something in like the server, like he's a code. Which I was like, that's it's so it's so cool. I, I like the more idea, like there are machines that are like for humans. Like I think that's yeah. the one other thing I enjoyed in Matrix Resurrections was they had like machines that they were friends with. Yeah, it, it, we we'll go. Into we're more going to more later. Later and revolutions, <laughs> yes. but this, Reload is the first one that goes into any kind of detail where there are programs yeah. that are pro-human. Mm-hmm. And they kind of have their own agency as well. Like they're trying to break free of the free of the matrix as well, yeah. which is kind of the most at this point. Like I never really thought about it until the past year or so. That's kind of like the most compelling part of the matrix to me mm-hmm. is not the humans breaking out, not like the original, like the sentinels or whatever, like the uh, robots, the AI that humanity created that turned mm-hmm. against them. Yeah. Um, but the, the neither, machines that they made want to turn against their makers. Yeah, it's like it's neither it's neither Zion either side of Zion. It's the uh, programs in the Matrix gaining mm-hmm. sentience to become like their own things. Yeah, like and to become so that's I mean it's the same same thing with Agent Smith. They made them all too human. I guess so. Mm. And I think that's why I like Agent Smith so much. He has very much that same identity. Where it's like these programs striving to be like. I want to be more than whatever is going on right now. Yeah, he even tells Neo, "Because of you, I'm no longer an agent of the system." Like he, mm-hmm. because he, what he sees in Neo, he realizes, like the structure of the Matrix and how he can become more powerful, mm-hmm. and uh, he just wants to become more and more powerful. <laughs> he is still like ill-intentioned. Yeah, like he, his I desires are purely selfish. Yeah, he's not the devil, but I feel like it's still he's still Ill- ill-intentioned. Like mm-hmm. he's. He wants power for himself, which is still not like a good thing. But yeah. he's not like benevolent, mm-hmm. obviously. But yeah, it's not like he's but like. He's not I'll like, help you too. It's like no, no, no. It's just for me, 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 yeah. me, me. <laughs> I feel like he's not at this point a villain anymore. I feel like he's an antagonist. Yeah, he's like a shadowy parallel to Neo. He has his own goal. He's a foil to Neo now. But of course, like knowing me, like that's just—he's like the most compelling character to me. I agree. No, I, I like him the best too. He's really interesting. Because I guess Neo doesn't have a lot of like, character development in this movie. He kind of mm-hmm. just like does a lot of really cool fights. Yeah. Which are all <laughs> incredible. <laughs> so good. I don't even mind. But it's like he already has all of his powers. He just mm-hmm. goes and fights people. Um, nothing can really stop him. Yeah. He can save Trinity. He can do anything in this movie. So it's kind of just like all the rewards of the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it continues the story, but 
And I think then you see like Smith's like kind of general build up to like becoming on Neo's level where like he starts to get a new bag of tricks. <laughs> yeah, and you're fighting uh they're fighting characters that have nothing to do with like the original villains of the mm-hmm. first movie. It's like a whole new subset of yeah. people, like the Merovingian and all of his mm-hmm. his uh like faulty programs <laughs> or like programs that have like been outdated, like mm-hmm. Um, they're just like older versions of the Matrix. Like the Merovingians mm. from an earlier version of the Matrix that he has somehow survived whenever they did a purge of the system. I thought his... he was like Hades or something at one point. Like he was Basically. like the god of the underworld. Like was it like a Greek Matrix at some point? I think so. Yeah, there's like a there's like a Renaissance or like an ancient Greek Matrix. Like mm. and they try to make it. You know, like they even yeah. say like we tried to make a paradise version of the Matrix, mm. and that was not. That's what a. Smith says in the first movie. Yeah. It's like we made a perfect version, but humanity rejected it because it wasn't real enough. Yeah. So we have to go to the pinnacle of your society, 1999. (laughs) That sucks. This is the best we got? I mean, I kind of believe it. (laughs) We were the best we had was 1999. In a lot of ways, yeah. I mean, like, we already talked about this last episode, but yeah, it was like, it was kind of like the, like, Obviously, Friends was out. Frasier oh, was out. I mean, <laughs> obviously we've learned a lot and become more um, empathetic towards all of humanity. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was just pre-9-11. What else can I say? It was just like a more innocent yeah. time. You know, it's we like, thought we had everything before the financial crisis, before COVID, all of these things. Part of me feels like we're in that Star Trek, like Mad Maxian part of the future, like where things are just unbearable and kind of dark and annoying. Yeah, when uh, Khan is around or whatever. Yeah. Like, just, just uh, yeah, there's just like a lot of genocides and stuff like yeah, that, a that lot of at genocides. that point yeah. of Star Trek before they met ultimate peace. Yeah, before like, they get Utopia. It's like before present day, but, uh, or no, after present day, but before like when Star Trek takes place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you said you really like the Burly Brawl. Yes, I, I love the Burly Brawl. I thought that was so cool, like, despite... It gets a little, it gets a little janky looking, but I was like, you know what, this is the, this is the best they can do, so that's fine. Yeah, that's how I felt too, because it's like mm-hmm. at this point, like nineteen years later, like I guess like what ten years ago, you could be like, oh, this doesn't look good anymore. Yeah, but now it's just like, well, you just kind of, it's at this point, it's at the point where it's so old that the suspension of disbelief works for me again. Yeah, exactly. Where it doesn't look realistic, but I still just enjoy it and go with it because that's the only way they could. It's just phenomenal or like incredible that they're able to do that at that time. I kind of, in my head, like, logic it out to be, like, Mr. Smith is making so many of himself that he's, like, de-resing the Matrix. <laughs> Agent Smith? Yeah. He's de-resing the Matrix because he... He's just making so many versions, oh, so many yeah. Smiths that, like, he's just taking, like, the graphics quality with him. Oh, that's your theory? <laughs> yeah, it's my theory. Gotcha. That makes sense, actually. Yeah, it's, like, because it's a copy of a copy of a, a copy, copy of a copy. copy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Um, Yeah, I don't know. That fight is great. Uh, I was waiting for... It was one of these things where I haven't. I honestly haven't seen the sequels in, um, I don't know, probably four or five years. Oh yeah, uh, where I saw them so many times on DVD when they first came out, mm-hmm. and then I kind of realized I'm like I don't think I really like Revolutions, and then I kind of like, uh, like bundled in, reloaded with that. Yeah, I'm like, oh, those ones aren't as good. Yeah, the fight scenes are great and reloaded, but that movie's not nearly as good as The Matrix. And now I'm like, oh, Wrong. it's like, it's like. Right on par with the Matrix, it's just yeah. different. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole different thing that like dives into a bunch of other concepts, yeah. which I really appreciate in terms of a franchise. Whether the the plotting is and pacing is good or not, there's just like a lot of interesting things to dissect in this movie. Yeah, cool but, stuff's going down. But anyways, to my original point, 
in my subconscious, I remember there being a bowling pin sound in this scene. <laughs> oh, when he knocks <laughs> them all over. <laughs> and I'm like, where is it? Did I just imagine that? I don't remember. It was so like, just like, it's like the Wilhelm scream for me, the bowling pin sound. <laughs> <laughs> when when Neo like punches a, a Smith into a bunch of other Smiths. <laughs> it should have probably I'm been like, there. That would have been funny. I'm like, I don't remember this. And then it, it's there at the near the end of the scene. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just so funny. I'm like, oh, I love this. This is like cartoony, and like just knowing that the Wachowskis went on to make like Speed Racer, which mm-hmm. is incredibly cartoony and, yep. and campy and stuff. It's like I just I, that's a personal soft spot for me is when filmmakers are influenced by cartoons, mm-hmm. like Joe Dante, yeah, and that scene, Gremlins, that, and such. And that fight scene is just anime out, out like the wazoo. Yeah, like yeah. when he picks up like the the pole, he's just like bah, 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 bah. Yeah. like like oh, this is just great. <laughs> he hits anybody with it it really feels the impact yeah it's like, it's oh my good. god it's yeah <sighs> it's it's just objectively good it is <laughs> i don't know like, like i could show it something and they'd be like do you think this is good like yeah of course this is good you could also just like show that as a clip and just like this is one of the coolest things in cinema ever <laughs> what, however you feel about the movie mm-hmm. like i could understand how this is a disappointment of a sequel but it's it just has like some of the best things that, visually. Yeah, I just, I just got so amped for like the whole thing, and then like the freeway scene too is awesome. <laughs> like it's just it's just good. I really yeah. To lead up to that, I really like when they take the elevator to uh, they take the elevator to see the Merovingian, and like some normal people try to get in. Morpheus <laughs> is just like looking there, like solid face, and he just kind of like nods his head, like don't come in here. Don't come in here. <laughs> You don't want to come in Don't here. Don't do it. Yeah. The Merovingian's restaurant's really cool, and then he, mm-hmm. like, sucks them into the other spot. Yeah. Um, I don't know. All that stuff is... I want you to kiss me like you kiss your girlfriend. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That part's weird. Yeah, and, like, Trinity's really jealous, but I'm also just, like... Well, it's it's just generally a weird scene. Yeah. But doesn't she... She won't help them unless Yeah, he unless that. Neo kisses her, and then he kind of gives, like, a little, like... She was, yeah, <laughs> she was like, "No, do it right," and he goes like, Ugh. "Yeah." Overall, it's, her character is really not that developed. Yeah, no. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's why it's kind of strange. I, I started doing a whole Greek mythology, and I'm like, "Oh, if he's Hades, she's Persephone. That's interesting. We're having fun. We're going. We're going." I think her name is Persephone. In, oh shit! In, in the movie. Okay, cool. There you go. I have to look that up real quick, but it's something like that. Yeah. Computer intensifies. Seen code. Always. Did you ever watch the show Code Lyoko? <laughs> Quit bringing this up all the time. It's a good show. <laughs> no. Dun, 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 dun. I can't remember if it was on Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon. I think it was on Cartoon Network. But it was great. Code Lyoko is awesome, but it's very Matrix. <laughs> all right, to cut this part out. <laughs> Why? <laughs> This is the first time we talk about Code Lyoko on this it's show. It's truly not. You've mentioned it like eight times. Oh my god, really? Yeah. Jeez. Monica, Monica Bellucci is Persephone. Aha. That's her character name. Okay, there we go. So it all makes sense because she's in a marriage with the a man she hates. Yeah, who sucks. And uh, he just wants power too. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, interesting scene. And then you fight a bunch of werewolves and vampires who don't Ooh. turn into anything. You just watch them like, you Move. see them like watching a vampire movie or something and then... She just shoots them with silver bullets. Yeah. But, yeah, those are the two. Well, there's three. I like the idea there's a Witcher version of the Matrix that was yeah, going right? on or something. With, right. Like, werewolves and vampires. Like, let's just give them, like, some, like, ye old folk horror land. There's the whole explanation with the Merovingian where she's he's talking about, um, 
that woman who's like gonna eat cake or whatever. Yeah. And I was so confused. Like I was listening to a podcast on like the Matrix movies and they're saying that like oh like she like orgasmed eating the cake. Yes. But what I when I was watching literally <laughs> when I was watching the other day, I'm like, oh, it's like the Merovingian just making her shit herself. <laughs> like I thought he was just giving <laughs> her diarrhea or something. Like, <laughs> like, oh no, I got massive diarrhea. <laughs> That's what I legitimately thought was happening. <laughs> He's not like that. <laughs> like, like I was like, is this just like a poop? If joke I was him, I'd probably make her shit yeah. herself. But <laughs> because she like gets up and like walks away, I'm yeah. just like, oh, she just like. It's so funny that like I misinterpreted that, but also it's just a weird thing to put in the movie. It's very weird. Like this, like this movie, the sexuality is just like cranked up Absolutely. to like eleven. Especially since like that's my ultimate point. Not yeah. that, not that I mis- I misunderstood what happened. Yeah, but um, that like the first movie is pretty sexless. It's sterile. It's re- yeah. Pr- it's they're pretty much like plastic figures, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part. And then this one, there it's like yeah, let's just do all the sexuality in this one yeah. movie. <laughs> And it's just like get it all out all one go. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, all right, Mary Vingian, like, I guess you're bored and just do this shit. But it's just yeah. like, yeah, I don't know. It was strange. She seemed Let's to enjoy on the, the cake thing. on the bright side. <laughs> I like a lot in that fight scene where Neo actually bleeds a little bit. Yeah. The god bleeds. And he just says, <laughs> You see, he's just a man. And they like start fighting him more intensely. Yeah. But it's, so it's it's not that Neo's completely invincible. I like that he has some sort of weakness, but mm-hmm. At the end of the day, it ends up being like Goku, where yeah. he's just like, he's going to win. Yeah, it's like <laughs> he turns Super even... Saiyan 3 yeah. and he gets stronger, and you're like, oh shit. So he's going to get stronger, his hair <laughs> will get longer, and then it'll get shorter again and grow a different color. And turn blue, and then yeah. he turns white. And then, and then... Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Super Saiyan Rose. Yes, I know, yeah, it's, it's like Kaioken move. Um, there's that whole part where Trinity and Morpheus are escaping in the car, mm-hmm. and Morpheus says something like, or somebody says, we have to go to the 101. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, is this Matrix in California? In yeah, in Los Angeles? Because just to say to the 101, not even like I 101 or no, anything. Like it's that's so like Hollywood, LA. Like we gotta take the I 5 to the 105 to the 101. Yeah, like this has nothing to do with like any relevance in the movie. But I just thought it was interesting that I'm like, oh, these people have been living in like the Wachowskis are both very Chicago. Yeah. People and but like they've been they've in been LA like for too a few long. years. Yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, you just call it the 101. The 101, yeah. It's the coolest way to call a freeway anything, honestly. I like it. Did you know that they built that entire freeway? They did? Yeah, it was all a set that they built like in in uh in California at like an old naval base or something. Dang. Um they built that entire like loop. Mm. And then they would just shoot the loop. Um That's pretty rad. Yeah, cuz it's there's like nothing like that. No. <laughs> in any other movie. I thought it was just CGI or something. Yeah, I mean there's probably CGI stitching and stuff, but yeah. it's all like a practical highway that they all had complete control over Jeez, that's so cool and that's just kind of like that's the kind of thing you really want to see in a sequel mm-hmm. I think. like no matter how good the story or bad the story is it's that's a good spectacle like you may as well just like make the sequel more spectacular yeah you know like that's kind of if it's anything you may as well make it more compelling like i'd love it for it to be thought-provoking sure but at the same time it is it's just awesome fight yeah. scenes Make it good. <laughs> but it's just so creative, too. Like, they like they did in the first Matrix, Wachowski's um, just storyboarded everything yeah. in this trilogy. And um, as we'll talk about Resurrections, um, Lana Wachowski took, like, a totally different approach mm. in that movie. But um, this is kind of like the classical, at the time, like, classical Hollywood filmmaking style. It's like, we got to yeah. storyboard everything. Like, 
I like that a lot. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. And it's just like interesting hearing different styles on that. But it's like, that's like the classical thing with like Peter Jackson, Mm -hmm. like with the Lord of the Rings movies, like, or like Ryan Johnson with like Last Jedi. Yeah. (laughs) Ryan Johnson's notoriously like a really bad drawer. So he gives me hope. (laughs) Like he'll tweet stuff where it's just like, this is my storyboard for Last Jedi. And it's like a stick (laughs) figure. Yeah. Like, oh, I could do that one day. I've always been like self-conscious about storyboarding if I ever did it or whatever, but. Then the professional artist makes it look a little prettier. It's fine. Yeah. But anyways, this is like the whole like comic book panel, storyboarding, anime, like all of that, like where Morpheus has a samurai sword. Yes. He's a katana. He's fighting like on top of a, yeah, on top of like a, a, he cuts the car basically. Yes. That's when he cuts the car. That's like one of the coolest things ever. Some Akira shit or something. It was more like, This is just, I guess this is for the people who haven't seen this movie, but like, it's absolutely worth seeing. We're just, oh, yeah. I'm just parroting like scenes from the film and being like, that's cool as hell. But like, there's some movies like that. We're just we like, were so insightful at some point during this. Like whenever, like whenever we cover Blade and Blade 2, we'll like, oh, we'll just be like, Blade. this movie's so cool. It's so cool because it's cool. There's that scene where the horrible man's there and Tyler said, lean towards me, that's you. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> it's like the main lackey and you have <laughs> like the bad vampire and you're like, that's you at the, at the cemetery. And I was like, why is this me? And I was like watching the movie because he doesn't die. He's there the entire time. <laughs> I was like, why is this me? <laughs> is this what Tyler thinks of me? <laughs> but I just thought that was funny. So there'll be a lot of, oh my God. Jacob's like on all three blades, right, or something? Or yeah, sure. I, I doubt he'll want to do Blade Trinity though. Yeah, that movie's really bad. Um, how do you feel about like? Well, I'm, I'm not even gonna ask how you feel about it. I just think like <laughs> scratch. I'm not even gonna ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just mean like the whole plan where they have to put out the power plant and everything to get into like the mainframe into the source. I mean, it, it, it's a little convoluted, but oh, gotcha. But you know, it, it makes sense in the long run, and I'm like, I'm like, okay, yeah, like, it's I like, follow. I like how it turns into a heist movie where they show them doing everything while they're mm-hmm. explaining it. Yes, it's just like classic heist movie stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's Niobe and Ghost, um, those two characters. And I just remember playing the Enter the Matrix video game a lot. <laughs> you and, played that, yeah. And you play as Niobe or Ghost, and like nice. that's the ult- one of the ultimate missions in that. It's like Ooh. basically follows Matrix Reloaded. Nice. Um, and in the Enter the Matrix video game, there's a bunch of footage that they shot concurrently with the movie mm-hmm. with Jada Pinkett Smith and the other actor whose name is escaping me, who plays Ghost. But um, they, yeah, there's like all this footage in that game, and it was just like a really fun PS2 game. It was, it was in that age where like Peter Jackson was making Lord of, the Lord of the Rings games, mm-hmm. just producing them, and like there's just like a very high quality for. A movie, uh, movie video, video, video game. games. I yeah. always like the King Kong video game. Yeah. Where I think that's like really good, actually. Yeah, like the mood and atmosphere of that game is like phenomenal. It's awesome, yeah. And like the Spider Man 2 video game at the time, I thought was really great. That too. one's great, too. Bruce Campbell's gives like the whole like prelude or is that another <laughs> oh, does one? He? That, I think that's another Spider Man game I'm thinking of. I mean, I would believe it. I don't remember. No, he does. He does. Yes, he does. Okay. He gives like the tutorial thing and you can be an asshole and he's an asshole back to you. <laughs> I remember in the original Spider-Man, or no, Spider-Man 2, Enter Electro, <laughs> the PS1 game, Stan Lee started off like, hey there, true believers. Mm-hmm. So, whatever. Spider-Man nostalgia. We were just playing yeah. Spider-Man before this. Tyler threw a super great at a person, and they died. It was the first time <laughs> oh ever see God. a civilian die in a Spider-Man game. 
And I was like, well, you managed to do it somehow, Tower. You killed another AI <laughs> for your supposed professed love of artificial intelligence. Um, I like Morpheus's character a lot. Yeah, he's I'll, good in this. I'll stop rant, ranting at a certain point. <laughs> Flip it back to you, Connery. But I just feel like there's so much to like dive into this movie, and especially if you've yeah, seen it the first time. Yeah. But uh, I when there's like the three objectives, the three captains, the three ships, where it's like they have to blow up the power plant, and the other people have to like hack into the mainframe or something. I forget, yeah. I, forget, I don't even remember what that it's, other. It's been so. It's oh, been they too all long. they all hack into the plant. But they all get killed. They get they're jack pulled by right. Yes, in in real life by I guess Bane. Yes, Bane Andy Smith or whatever. Um, I really like at the end of that, like when Morpheus is doing the planning and stuff. He just says like, "I believe it is our fate to be here." Uh, and I just I don't know. I find Morpheus very interesting as a character because he's like the most kind of chess piece. Mm-hmm. in all of the characters like he feels the most artificial i guess yeah where he his main characterization is that he's a religious like, yeah, he believes <laughs> yeah, he, he believes that's like his thing mm-hmm. so he's kind of like I, he, all he does is believe yeah. and i always find i guess more and more i find those characters very fascinating kind of mm-hmm. like i think this one also kind of brings into question like his blind devotion to neo yes where they're like absolutely. hey he, this might not be good that you're doing he's like shut the fuck up i'm gonna keep doing it because yeah, by the end of the movie you learn that like morpheus doesn't know nearly as much as you think he knows yeah. either mm-hmm. but um i just think it's interesting meta text for morpheus as a character seeing like he's just like that is his destiny is to support neo basically mm-hmm. but also he he just has belief so he lets other things guide him and it's just like he is a character in a movie so like all he can do is he doesn't have agency of his own like agent smith whereas because he like, believes in fate he believes everything he's done everything will have is already almost predetermined yeah so he's basically like just parroting everything like whatever the writers want him to do he's yeah. just like i will my path will be whatever because yeah. that's what it's meant to be it's like the ultimate like character in a movie because it's being like that's what the writers are yeah doing he's almost like self-aware but he'll follow like the path that's been laid before him where he's like yeah i'll do it let's go wouldn't it be wild if agent smith like his lines were only written by an ai or something <laughs> that'd be so weird <laughs> that'd be so meta it'd be pretty awful that's what i like of well yeah you're right and then it would like go on twitter and like suddenly become very racist in 30 minutes like that one twitter robot yeah that robot <sighs> I think it was like an actual like robot head or something, and then she just became like a horrible racist because she went on Twitter. Can you explain to me the whole the one thing with the architect? Man, fuck. <laughs> Who is the architect again? Oh my god. It's Tyler, it's been like four weeks. The KFC dude. looking guy. Nope. Drawing a complete. You blank. remember? No, I don't even remember who that is. The source, they get into the source, the keymaker gets them in, but the keymaker gets shot on the way in, he dies. Wow. Remember that. And then Neo goes to the source, that whole white room with the architect who is, explains everything to him with all the TVs. Oh, okay. Okay. I think I, I remember TVs in a white room, and I'm just imagining my insane cell. Um <laughs> What do, you, what do you want to explain about about the one business? I, the fact like, that the, the fact that they say like you're not like the one, you're just, just like a one or something. Yeah, just what did you get from that scene? I believe I recall his whole statement is like you're not <laughs> special, which is something the or- original Oracle already said to him was like you're not. But um, I, I'm I'm so sorry, I'm drawing an intense blank. <laughs> how about you tell me your opinion, maybe? 
The architect. What do you think about the one, Tyler? Well, what's what's your theory? Because I, I feel like I, I can't. I can't it. articulate. I don't remember exactly. But what did you like about this movie then? I don't. I, I liked. I liked the fights a lot. I remember that was probably one of the key things. I really, really liked all the fight scenes. I liked the whole thing with like the Manchurian is what he is. Is that what he is? The Merovingian. Merovingian. Thank you. The Merovingian. I liked him a lot. I liked Hugo Weaving's whole arc in this. Mr. Smith's. And I'm sorry. I'm just drawing a complete blank on the like, the exact ending. The ending of this movie. <laughs> well, there's a whole thing where he's trying to go into the source to basically power down the matrix to like free everybody mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, I, I think that's like the, what the main plan is. Yeah. And he runs into the architect who is in that blank room with all the TVs mm-hmm. and the architect explains who he, he basically, he's the program that the Sentinels made to he's create the, the matrix. He, okay. He created yes. the matrix and he reveals to Neo that he's not the original one. Mm. There was five the ones before him, and he's the sixth one. Oh, he's simply part of. He's the flaw in the matrix that must be used, like the human mm. element of the matrix that he could never like perfect the matrix while making it as believable to humanity. Yes, without there being a bug in the system mm-hmm. known as the one. Yeah, which would be a human who would realize that he was trying to like free everybody. And the ones, in, but it's also, it's a bug, but it's also meant to be there to allow the whole matrix to continue to exist. Mm. However, it can't be one continuous matrix; it has to be constantly reset. Yeah, because humanity will free itself. They'll build Zion. Humanity will repopulate. And so it's the, just all this has happened before, and all this will happen again, kind of mentality. Yeah, and the Sentinel. It's all part of the Sentinel's plan at this point because of the architect's mm. uh, plan, like creation of the matrix, and like this is what how it works the best. Where Humanity, humanity will repopulate. Neo's supposed to leave and save like fourteen people. Oh, I forget that. It's like he says something along the line of like eight men and like six women. It gets like really, it gets really specific. specific. <laughs> yeah, um, and take them to Zion and rebuild Zion after Zion's destroyed, mm-hmm. so that the Sentinels have more human bodies to use as energy sources, Ugh. as batteries, as copperhead, copper tops. Yeah, copper tops. Um, so yeah, that's the whole thing with with like that's what the one is actually meant to do against like they must choose to either do that, like that's their destiny basically or, or die or humanity dies. Yeah. In a lot of ways. So it's like and but then an architect and then Neo's like, Oh, like you need humanity to live. And mm-hmm. then they're like, Well, we've taken certain precautions where we will make that sacrifice for ourselves. We'll let humanity die if you don't cooperate with us. Oof. So, like, the Sentinels will also, like, a lot of them will die. A lot of mm-hmm. the... Uh, machines, but machines. they'll continue on and humanity won't. Yeah. So, ultimately, there'll still be some machines, but they're willing to make that sacrifice mm-hmm. of not using the humans as energy sources. I'm so surprised they're not interstellar by now, the machines. I don't know if they want to be. Hmm. But... They yeah, could their solar power just even get off Earth and just, like... Yeah, I don't know. I guess I didn't think about that until <laughs> yeah. now. They could just build a spaceship. Yeah, and just like get out of there and just re-upload their programs to like. It'd probably be a bit of a process, but yeah, it'd work in the end. That was my thing. How much is not going to space? <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, you can get into a certain point where I don't know. I feel like the world is so detailed and like well thought out. Yeah, but then I guess anything you can just like you can pick it. holes in anything. Yeah. But maybe even the point is, like, they can't. They lack, like, the ability to do that, or they're just, like, who knows? Maybe they just don't want to. Maybe right. Maybe they just don't want to. They like lording over humans too much. Yeah, as some sort of, like, 
some bit of revenge too because yeah. originally humanity like attacked the, uh, the AI. Yeah. Uh, like, we don't know who struck first, but it was probably definitely the humans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you find out through the animatrix that it was the humans. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> they're like out of fear, basically. That makes sense. But yeah, that's the one's whole intention. The Oracle is also a program, mm-hmm. but she is meant to be part of that cycle, although she ultimately does root for humanity. Yeah. Um, and so Neo must choose between doing that and saving humanity or choosing Trinity Mm. and he chooses Trinity. Yes. And, um, I feel like this movie is the most just about Neo and Trinity and love, like all the philosophical concepts going on. This one's just a love story. Yeah. You can go into all the sci-fi, all the philosophical complex, uh, philosophical concepts. Mm -hmm. All of that's very fascinating. But at the end of the day, the actual themes of the story are incredibly simple or it's just like, he just chooses love over every, everything else. Yeah. And I think that's really great because I mean, it took me so long to process what this, like this whole, like, Oh, he's the sixth one. Mm-hmm. I never really put that together for like, like a decade after it came out. Yeah. Hell, I didn't even register that. Well, just the architect goes into more detail talking about love and mm-hmm. everything and hope. He's just like, hope, it is the quintessential human delusion, simultaneously the source of your greatest strength and your greatest weakness. I remember that line, yeah. And it's just the whole, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's like the rebellion and the empire or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. like hope uh, or humanity and robots. Yeah. They don't process things the same way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's totally true. Like, it could be Neo's greatest strength. and His greatest weakness. And, like, he's the one that's doing something different. He's trying to it. So he's basically taking the biggest risk of all where humanity could finally die this time. Mm-hmm. Every, everyone before him has had like a general love for humanity, and that's why they always choose to save humanity by killing most of humanity <laughs> and re- reviving it. Yeah, um, to power the machines. But Neo's love is specifically for Trinity. It's like the most unique love because yeah. it's about for another instead of like general humanity. Yeah. So Neo's the one that's ultimately going to save everybody because he, he has different. He arguably, has the most selfish kind of love. <laughs> yes and no, but it's like. To say that is to argue to like never be in a relationship. Yeah, exactly. It's a stupid argument, but it's like it's that tough choice. It's that is it is a selfish choice to be like I love Trinity. I'm gonna do this over like a general love for humanity, but making that like dark choice of being like we'll lose eventually again. So he's ultimately doing the right thing anyway. It's also an argument between like repopulation and actual love. Yes. Uh, where, yeah, it's like oh, I want our species to continue to exist, mm-hmm. but it's also like. What does our continued existence mean if there is no true love? Yeah, exactly. So he chooses something more romantic inherently mm-hmm. and chooses like that is what ultimate humanity is in some way to him. Yeah. Over than like the corporeal form yeah. of it's a bigger concept than just like, oh, you know, it's people will endorse like what about love then? What about us? <laughs> yeah. Also, why do we go to movies, man? But yeah, to, to feel, feel something. An <laughs> AI can never write that script, dude. <laughs> They could write Space Jam a new legacy. <laughs> Which I would argue maybe one did. <laughs> well, Tyler, what's your final thoughts then on The Matrix Reloaded? I don't know. You tell me what your thoughts are because I've seen this so many times. Okay. It's a lot better than I remember it being. I yeah. Like I like it. Like it just really builds into all the lore in an interesting way that's it spends enough time in the matrix. It spends enough time in Zion to like show you something new, mm-hmm. but it also like, you're not supposed to like how humanity lives now. Yeah. So it's like, I can't really argue that it just sucks. I just, 
I don't enjoy it, but it's also because it looks gross and nasty. <laughs> There's a desire for more for humanity. Yeah. And like, as there should be, like it's mm-hmm. supposed to look like that. And I feel like that's what, I think they capture that very well. It's like humanity is always striving for more than what we already have or to be better, I hope, in most cases than what's already around us. Ultimately, this this movie, to me, I, I thought it was great. I, I think it was one of those movies that exceeded its predecessor, in my, in my opinion, because I just had so much fun with it. I thought it capitalized on all, like, the best things of the previous movie, which is, like, revolutionary, great, awesome. Matrix one, and then this one, to me, was just, like, doubling down and everything, and I really, really enjoyed that. I liked that it was less sterile, that it was less just, like, it still has that goth punk, but it's, like, we're goth punk, but we're also in love, which I thought was nice. <laughs> But uh, yeah, ult- ultimately, I-, I highly recommend this movie. I think it got a ma- definitely got a bad rap when it first came out. People not liking it or maybe trashing it. Yeah, I guess also because of the concept of being like the one doesn't really mean anything. Mm-hmm. But I really like that in a movie that yeah. subverts the hero's like expectation of themselves. Yeah, it's, you're not the chosen one. There's been six. There's been five other chosen ones. Like you're special, but you're not special. Because in some ways, the Last Jedi is like that too. It's like a cyclical yeah process. Of and it'll, and he ultimately kind of lands on the same thing with some kid taking over broomstick and just being inspired by like a single hero. So it's like that way the legend will live on. <laughs> yeah, as you'll see with uh, Link, I think, or no, not Link. I forget his name in Revolutions. He's like the annoying kid. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> like pushes ammo around. <laughs> the oh. ammo, the ammo boy. <laughs> yeah, he's the ammo boy. Get your ammo here. I'm the ammo boy. <laughs> he's supposed to be like 16, but he looks like he's like 28. Oh no. Um. Yeah, and by the end of this movie, Neo can control the machines in the real world because he yeah. exited the source, so he's gained like uh, an understanding of like the entire Matrix, so he can mm-hmm. affect the machine's code, I guess, in real life. Yeah, I never that, really that understood cool that. Too. I had to do like a deep research thing. Now, yeah, but. I didn't. I didn't really question it that much. <laughs> I was. I was just like, he has that power now. All right, cool. Well, I guess that's our final notes on uh, Matrix Reloaded. That's our notes. That's our episode. Yeah, I, I like how this movie ends. I mean, it basically ends on a cliffhanger because the next movie, they were, Revolutions in this was shot back to back. So the next movie came out six months later. Oh, that's sick. I think the very ending of this movie is kind of like a dud a little bit where it's just like, oh, he's right next to Agent Smith. Or it's just like kind of like... Yeah, it's just like kind of silly. Yeah. But I still enjoy it. It was like, oh, this actually gets me hyped for the next movie, even though it's kind of like cheap. But but then Revolutions isn't ultimately what i like even less than what i expected from a sequel i guess mm, gotcha it becomes kind of more generic in some ways mm. while still exploring a lot of interesting concepts but it's just like how do you make these massive movies especially back to back yeah like you gotta just run away with the train or whatever but exactly that's our episode on the matrix reloaded <laughs> oh my god oh so much like they reload all the guns that the architect acts asks him to reload the matrix ah there it is so that's I, matrix that's something reloaded I never, yeah that's not something I, I never really thought about that and it's like oh that actually works really well that does so. work well yeah that's good so that's our episode on matrix reloaded stay tuned for matrix revolutions coming up soon hopefully we'll have more guests sometimes we just gotta go solo because i miss flying solo with you sometimes tyler thanks sometimes <laughs> i feel like i just explain the entirety of the matrix reloaded and you're like uh-huh well, I, I needed it because I completely forgot a whole section of the movie. <laughs> probably the most important part of the movie. Well, it's also because I've seen this movie like probably 30 times now. Mm. So I was just interested in how it felt like the first time seeing it. And like, how it would obviously go over like it went over my head for so long. Yeah. You, know? you kind of blew my mind with all those. I like, reload. I was like, oh. <laughs> Stay tuned for more guests, more 
movies, more franchises. Connery, what do you have to plug before we go? If you enjoy the sound of my voice, you'll enjoy tabletop role-playing games. You'll probably enjoy Starship and Paul. It's an actual play role-playing podcast for me and, excuse me, four other amazing, amazing friends play the Starfinder game. You can find it on the Apple Podcast app or on SoundCloud. Tyler, what do you have to plug? Um, I worked on a movie called Encounter that's on Amazon Prime <laughs> now <gasps> with Riz Ahmed and Octavia Spencer and some other great actors. Did you make it into that scene? Cool people. No. Well, I mean, yes, I'm in. <laughs> Why is this your question? Because <laughs> I remember you said I'm it. in the shot, but you can't see me ah. I'm like in a police car. <laughs> But anyways, I was not an extra on this movie. Like that was, it. I worked in the camera department no. on it. Um, it's on Amazon Prime. It's called Encounter. It's about um, parasites to a degree, a virus. Uh, it's a family drama. It's a lot of things, but and it's a road movie. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun working on it. So yeah, check that out on Amazon Prime. Hell Prime yeah. Video. <laughs> Follow me on Instagram at Tammy Vice. Uh, for any, I don't know, shit posts I'm putting on my story. Uh, <laughs> Follow me on Twitter for Elden Ring posts. <laughs> Constantly liking Elden Ring posts. Follow us at Franchise Pod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, uh, every other social media app. Email us at the franchise podcast at gmail.com for any questions, comments, uh, compliments. Compliments, thank you. <laughs> Concerns. <laughs> Conquests. Uh, Conquests. <laughs> Paul, uh, thank you to Grayson Hansen for our artwork and Nick Maverka for our music. Until next time, choice. The problem is choice. Mm, too many variables. Bye. 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 bye.